Yo, we are back with another episode of the No Brainer Podcast. It's your boy DB and Mr. KP, and for the first time in what is it, twenty something weeks, we have no NFL games to talk about yeah, that are coming a, up. It's a sad day in America. We we the Rams are Super Bowl champions. It's not a sad day in America. It's just a sad day in New Orleans. You should. You, I mean, I don't have nothing personally. Against, well, yeah, but you know, a lot of all of the everyday fans, yeah. though, have very the, casu- the casual. Like, like Tiffany was like, "I'm so mad the Rams won." I'm like, "Shut up! You yeah, can't even name one player on the, the team." The casuals are pissed off, but but I, but um, let's get right into it. But I bet on the Rams, so yeah, I, I took the Rams money line, get them free bets. But um, we're gonna start it off. DB stat of the day. Let me get my stat pulled up real quick. I actually have a trivia stat for you today, too. So, this one is a basketball stat. So, on Tuesday night was the first time in NBA history that a team has made more three-pointers than our opponent had total field goals. That was the Celtics who made 25 three-pointers, and the 76ers only had 23 made field goals. I'm pretty sure it was the Celtics franchise record for three-pointers made, That was the first time that's ever happened in NBA history. They... The Celtics won 135 to 87. Yeah, it was insane. But it's funny you bring up. Well, I saw this video. I saw this video of uh, fuck, what's his name? Dude from the Tatum, Embiid. Oh. Uh, trying to do a step back three. He he can. He can. He can. Oh well, somebody he can. Well, somebody is like does, has one practice with James Harden, and he's like yeah. hits a step back three, and he just he, completely fucking. Yeah, no, like, he should. He should. <laughs> he shouldn't be doing it often, but he. I will say he has made it. In the past, the thing about MB dude is he's like if he would stay healthy, he he could arguably be the best player in the league. Like he's he's he brings the ball up the floor sometimes. Damn. He don't now he can't run the point like Jokic can, but he's also a much better defender than Jokic is. So right. like it's crazy when you see like how far the big man has progressed and far as far as like all around game goes. But it's funny that we're talking about these centers because my history lesson this I got a couple. But this one's going to start off with a center. Some people argue the best center ever. Other people, smarter people, say this is the third best center ever. Because to me, the number one is Shaq and Kareem, one and two. And then Wilt's third. And this has to do with Wilt. So in 1972, when he was with the Lakers, he became the first player at the time in NBA history to reach 30,000 career points. Now, to put into perspective, that was in 72. Since then, Kareem has done it, Malone has done it, LeBron has done it, Kobe has done it, MJ has done it, and Dirk has done it. So there is six, six players ahead of him who have all done it, and then Shaq finished behind him with a little over 28,000. I feel like... I don't know. I mean, obviously, Will Chamberlain is so far ahead of our time. I mean, like beyond our time, I guess I should say that it's like. I mean, look at the dudes he was playing against. Like, I don't know. I just wonder if he'd be able to do that. I just wonder if he'd be able to do that shit against the guys today. Right. To to keep going, here I got two more for you. Another Lakers history lesson. In '92, this was our time, but we still weren't born yet. Magic Johnson's number was retired by the Lakers, rightfully so. And then this one, you know, I like to have my funny history lessons. In 99, O.J. Simpson had to sell 
1968 Heisman Trophy for $230,000 to help settle a $33.5 million civil <laughs> judgment against Simpson for the death of his ex-wife. And that friend. really put a dent in it. Yeah. They didn't even cover the point five. Yeah, I wouldn't even have sold. <laughs> I wouldn't even have sold the trophy for all of that shit. So that that's our that's our three history lessons today. But I told you I had a little bit of a trivia stat for you. So you know how the draft this year they're saying there's not really any QBs to you know that are going to be productive that right. much. Well, come to find out, they are saying Malik Willis is the best one for sure, and that they're saying there's a chance. He could be good. Do you know who the last rookie quarterback is to win a playoff game? The last rookie quarterback to, to win actually a win a playoff game. Not make the playoffs, but get a win. Because Mac Jones obviously was the only rookie QB this year who made the playoffs. And they got beat by the Bills right away. I will say this. It is during this era of football. That is the only hint you like will get. when you say this era, like, like our lifetime era, easily our lifetime, like to where we fully grasp and understand football. Well, I have two guys that I'm out of. I'm I'm stuck between Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, so Big Ben did do it, but he is not the right answer. It is Russell Wilson. He is the last rookie quarterback to win a playoff game. Oh, so Big Ben did win a playoff game. But Russell Wilson did it after. The last one, yeah, okay. So Wilson has been the last. I didn't, re- I didn't know he, he won a playoff game. His think about year. so. Think about how long that's been. Eight, eight Ele- years. I think he was eleven. Years? I think he was twenty eleven, if I'm not mistaken, around around that time. Damn. Yeah. So no rookie has won a playoff game since Russell Wilson, and it's funny we talk about Russell Wilson. Because one of the things I wanted to get into today was all these Russell Wilson to the Saints narratives. I thought we shot this down already but when we, Sean Payton we, retired. We did, but let me tell you something. That I, I feel bad. This is why I, so I chose to not go to the Super Bowl with my in-laws. This is why. Tiffany comes to me after, and she's like, so I hear Russell Wilson's coming to the Saints. And I'm like, <laughs> where the hell did you hear this from? Well, my little brother was talking about it. I said, how old is he? He's, again, he's 11. Uh, Dawson? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't think the 11-year-old knows if Russell Wilson's coming to the Saints. Unless there's people telling him that. Right. I, and then I said, what did he, uh, how did y'all going to get him? She was like, well, he said they were going to trade Taysom. <laughs> I said, God, I'm so I'd happy I wasn't there. Probably take Taysom in a few first rounders. I, I said, I think I would have walked out and just watched the Super Bowl on my phone. So, Russell Wilson to the Saints. And this is also to address Ron, who's talking crazy, saying we should follow the Rams' blueprint and get Russ just to go win a Super Bowl. And I'm like, first of all, the Rams' blueprint has a lot of pieces that the Saints don't have. Yeah. Saints have Mike Thomas. Rams have Cooper Cup. We can call that offsetting. But they didn't still have Robert Woods. They still had Odell. They had Odell. Higby. Von Jefferson. Higby. Saints have Michael Thomas and Kamara. Well, the Rams also have three running backs who could all be a starter with right. Michelle Akers and Daryl Henderson. And obviously Stafford. Now, Russell Wilson obviously offset Stafford, I'm just saying. Right. Then you go on defense. Cam Jordan's good. I mean, he's a great player. He ain't no Aaron Donald. Not even in the slightest. I mean, technically, our defense finished better than the Rams. Just I understand. Saying. I understand. Just saying. But that says I'm... Just saying. 
that's because also the Rams' offense is scoring so damn quick. The, I'd bet the Rams' defense is probably on the field more. There's always a but when saying. it comes to the Saints. There's always a but for everything. Also, after Cam Jordan, who's the best D lineman on the Saints? Davenport. Is Davenport Von Miller? Oh, no. <laughs> Davenport can right. beat Von Miller if that bitch will stay and healthy. And Leonard Floyd's also a dog. If, now, if, now if Davenport give, would stay healthy, he could have 15 sacks. I will sacks. give Lattimore and Ramsey offsetting because they're both top five corners in my opinion. Yeah. Then Marcus Williams might be a better safety than what the Rams had because Taylor Rapp was hurt. I like Taylor Rapp, but he didn't play. He's been hurt. Yeah, they had to go get Eric Weddle. Right, who then got hurt again. Right. So I'm just saying, if the Saints, Saints fans, look, Russell Wilson down here would be awesome. I would love to be able to go to every home game and get to watch Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Well, I think anybody but let, would love Russell. But Russell. the thing is, is if Russell Wilson gets traded here, you got to give up something. You can't just give up picks. You got to give up something. I would assume. You got to give up picks. And you got to make room for right. him. In the, and lose in other the cap. people. Like, and I would assume, just obviously we don't know, it would be either Kamara, because you know Pete Carroll wants to run the ball. Or it would be Cam Jordan involved. One of those two, in my opinion, would have to get traded involved for Russell Wilson to come here. I wouldn't want to see Cam Jordan go, but if it meant getting Russell Wilson, I would definitely That's, trade away Cam I, Jordan. I, I, I probably agree. I'm just saying right. it would obviously hurt the defense. It would probably take Cam Jordan two first-round picks. Now, you'd probably win a division because the division looks like it's going to be awful. But, I mean, what, you win one playoff game? Like, would you still take the Saints with Russ over the Rams currently constructed? I mean, I think we could beat the Rams. The Bengals just almost beat the Rams. Okay, let's time out. Stop it. You talking about Russell Wilson as our quarterback? The let Russ cook thing? I told you what was going to happen. Russell Wilson in Seattle didn't make the playoffs, just like I said. He well, is, yeah, because their they defense is atrocious. I'm just saying, and their offensive line's horrible. But I think the lack of weapons would force him to have to try to do everything and i just but we're gonna have mike thomas we ain't gonna have a lack of weapons but i anymore. think like i said i don't know if kamara would be there well he's gone he's he's i mean yeah if russell wilson's traded i assume kamara has to be involved personal that's just my personal thing because pete carroll uh, wants to run the ball i mean i think yeah i don't know i don't and if well, i don't know like i don't think we would trade kamara and i also think if they trade russell wilson they're gonna want to get a quarterback back they're not gonna play with geno smith right so that's another that's why issue. We send them Taysom. That's why I don't think Saints are going to work out. I mean, I don't think it's realistic anyway. It's probably so, like the like the odds of that happening is like next to none. But again, Russell Wilson definitely a great player. Not trying to pull on him at all. Now another quarterback that's currently in his division who's been having some issues, who's also a dual threat, Kyler Murray. With all this social media nonsense going on, I thought it was going to be like. Some marketing campaign, but dude, he's clearly did, did it's you clear hear, it's not. Did you hear like the the contract he supposedly said that he wants? I did see about that, but you know how that is. It's all but bro, hearsay. If if he actually said that he wants fifty to fifty five million, I don't know. If he he's said insane. That, you you had no playoff wins. I don't, I don't and you know, had probably one of the worst playoff games for a compute of. For a computer, for a quarterback that I can remember All a I long time. All I kept hearing is that he's childish and well, yeah. like and he points the finger and he like secludes himself from the locker room. Like, you know, he'll sit at his locker with his headphones in and not talk to anybody. Yeah, you want to know what that all reminds me of? What? Cam Newton. 
Remember how many people used to try to poo on Cam Newton because they're like, look at him on the sideline, pouting with the towel on his head. Rah, 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 rah. And I used well, to. Well, that part when you're in the game, it, that kind of shit doesn't necessarily bother me. But like, if you're in the locker room and you ain't hanging out with your boys, like, I mean, that that becomes a problem. That becomes right. an issue. So Kyler deleting all his Arizona stuff, and then his. Well, Arizona did the same thing. Well, you they went that? back. Yeah, they went yeah. back to be petty and returned the favor. That's why, like. There's some. There's got to be the some. The social market. media page obviously isn't run by like the GMs and stuff. I know, but fucking Brent just said he's about to bet on the Cardinals to go to the Super Bowl because it's in Arizona. Yeah, that's why I said with no Kyler Murray. <laughs> but I, I don't know, dude. I'd, he definitely ain't getting no fifty-five million. No, to me, he's not even worth getting paid top ten dollars. I mean, just with the way the market is, like you I know, just, he's gonna I'm, get that money. You got to prove to me you're worth it. You ain't did shit. What have you done for me to be like, oh, I got to pay this guy? Like, if you, like, whenever they freaking, like, don't get me wrong, the dude's mobile as hell. But when he can't use his legs, he's, I mean, is he even a top 10 quarterback? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's borderline, like, around that 12, 13, yeah, I think he's 14 top 15. range. But he's that's definitely what I'm saying. Top half of that's the what league. I'm saying. So I'm not paying him as a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, but how many quarterbacks are top 10 that aren't top 10? Well, some of them had like contracts. Top 10 financially. Well, some of them had contracts previously, or some of them haven't gotten their like, contracts yet. Somebody's going to pay them the money. I agree. Yeah. And I hope it wouldn't be my team. Hopefully, it's your team. Because I would not trust paying him. Because this is the thing. In my opinion, if you're going to pay a quarterback money like I that. I hope the Panthers give him $65 million Won't here. happen. But my thing is, is if you're going to pay a guy that kind of money, he has to be good enough to make up for the deficiencies you have, you're going to have. Because we all know when you pay a QB like that, there's other guys who ain't going to be able to get paid, so you're going to lose key players on the roster. And I don't think Kyler Murray is a guy who can uplift your team with, uh, with missing pieces. I don't think he's that, that kind of guy either. Like, look what happened as soon as Hopkins went down. They went on that crazy losing streak. Like, J.J. Watt got hurt. Well, they so, did the same shit they did the year before. But that's my where point. So why would, I wanna, why would I want to pay a guy right. where like he starts off really good, then they start to figure him out the second half of the season and he can't adjust? Right. Or either Kingsbury can't adjust. But I say, it may not be him. It could be Kingsbury. But I'm just saying, they both got brought in together, so they're tied at the hip. If, if one gets the blame, the other gets the blame, in my opinion. And that, like I said, that playoff game, that dude. They got smashed. That was, that was just Murray playing awful. Like, I couldn't even well, put yeah, it on the I read, game plan. I read a report that... That um, he didn't even want to come back into the game. Like, when they were down by, like, two scores, he didn't even want to go back into the game. Yeah, because he, he knew he was playing trash. He probably was like, I, I, I can't get this done. Put a Strievler in or whatever the hell his name is. Or whoever that backup was. It's like whenever uh, y'all played the Cardinals in the playoffs years ago, you had to go give Philip Lindley or Lin, Lin, Lindsay when y'all had the, the record amount of yards given up. That was y'all, huh? I think you're talking about when we played against the Cardinals. Ryan in the Lindley. That was the quarterback for the yeah. Cardinals. Yeah, we he was their third. It was you the gave third up like QB, the least amount of yards. And we in gave the up NFL the least history. amount of total yards in playoff yeah. history. And y'all kept saying it's a third string quarterback. And Phillip, I was like, and Phillip I said, Lindley. And I said, I guarantee you he is not the first third string quarterback to play in a playoff game. It's Philip Lindley. Doesn't matter. I don't think it was Philip Ryan Lindley. Lindley. It was Ryan Lindley. Or Ryan Finley, can't, one of those. Can't take credit for that. 
bro, it's a playoff game. I can only do my defense can only play against who's out in the field. But uh, let's shift to another quarterback. Richard Sherman was talking about this. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Fame quarterback? I'll let you go. I'm asking you. Well, I'll let you go because my whole thing is this is a stupid conversation that people are having. Why the hell are we having this conversation right now? Did he retire? No, I don't, I don't know. That's my whole I That's think, my whole thing. He wins the Super Bowl. Well, I don't know who started the conversation. Yeah, I just started the, He wins the Super Bowl and everybody's like, oh, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I'm like, Well, I think what? somebody said he, he just punched his ticket to the Hall of Fame like, and Richard Like Drew Sherman. Brees wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback the day they, after they won the Super Bowl. It took him all those years after to get all those records. I think... I think what Richard Sherman's trying to say is that the look, Matt Stafford's a dog, and it could be just because of the era Matt Stafford played in, but he has no All Pros. Okay, I'm gonna get to that. He's, I mean, granted, fucking, you had Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Russell fucking Wilson. Russell Wilson taking all the All Pros away from mm-hmm. him, and I don't, I don't, Russell Wilson might not even be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but um. I mean, he finally got a Super Bowl win. Not that the Pro Bowl means anything, but he also only has one Pro Bowl now okay. in his whole career. Okay, that's, that's the one I wanted to hear. Who the hell cares? The Pro Bowl is a fan vote. I could give two shits it's, about it's who a makes third the Pro Bowl. Fan vote. Bro, there's the a whole reason they put the players online. Kirk Cousins made a freaking Pro Bowl this year. I don't want to hear shit Kirk about the Cousins Pro Bowl. Kirk Cousins has more Pro Bowls than exactly, Matt Stafford. Exactly. That's my point. And Kirk Cousins can't sniff Matt Ryan's jockstrap. To be Matt fair, Ryan, Matt Stafford. I heard. I just had it pulled up. And the MVP rate, the MVP argument pisses me off too. There are what only, you what you wanted him to do win an MVP, winning four games with the shitty ass Lions. There are only four quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame who do not have All Pro nods. That's Roger Staubach, which we obviously have never seen this guy play ever. He won a we haven't seen Super any of these guys play. He won a bunch of Super Bowls. John Elway, Super Bowls. Troy Aikman. Super Bowls. And Warren Moon. Super Bowl. And he played in a different era. But that's my point. Like, I can't... When I saw Richard Sherman's he argument... Def- well, I think he's saying he's just like... He's be- he's benefiting from longevity. But which I feel like should that, hold some that, weight, too. Okay, you know? so, I mean, what? Is it his bad that he's freaking plays all these years like i'm sorry that he's good enough to keep playing and that sherman's at the end of his career because he sucks now so he wants to be relevant by talking about matt stafford i think if i think if his if his career ended today but, and they had to vote on it but that's the thing i'm just saying why does it matter i'm just saying hypothetically if his career ended today and they voted on it i don't think he would make it like when i saw this whole argument pop up all i kept thinking was are we really like that desperate to talk about football that we just have to come up yeah, with you some crazy create, nonsense. You gotta create things to talk about. Like, who We needed things he- to talk about because there's no football, so like, we needed something like, to talk I'd, about on like the podcast. Because like somebody, and the, they all started talking about it in the group text, too. Oh, with your uncles? Yeah, and I'm like, bro, wh- why does it matter? They're like, I don't think he is. And I'm like, who cares? Well, I think if... Well, the, the thing like, with Stafford is... is, is he probably he got another five a, years. Yeah, he still has a lot of story left to write. So like, it's that's like, my point. Like, I, if people want to say, well, he's not a Hall of Famer yet, I'd understand. But they're like, Matt Stafford doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm just like, well, here's the this. dude didn't retire. Does Philip Rivers deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so, because Philip Rivers... I don't and think so either. Philip Rivers, one, never made it to the Super Bowl. Philip Rivers made it only to one AFC championship, and he has a bunch of playoff losses. Now, again, 
it's all it's a team game. Like I said, it sucks for Matt Stafford that he's been with the crappy ass Lions pretty much his whole career except for this year. Right. And that penalizes him. Because you know damn well if the Lions would have been winning all a lot of those years, Matt Stafford would have an, an MVP at least. The dude threw for 5,000 yards one year. Oh, maybe he'll get all pro now that Aaron Rodgers may what a possibly NFC, not the play. The NFC's weak at quarterback now. Yeah. Um, Eli Manning, is he a Super Bowler? You mean a Hall of Fame? Hall of Famer, yeah. So the two things I'll give – now, again, this is why I hate these kind of arguments. People are like, Eli's got two Super Bowl MVPs. They won 17-14? And like 21-17. The only reason he won Super Bowl MVP is because nobody else really did anything. Like the dude didn't have these great Super Bowl games or nothing like that. Like their defense shut down the Patriots offense in two Super Bowls. But you can't give the Super Bowl MVP to the entire defense. Right. So they say, let's just give it to Eli. The the thing about Eli, though, is he did have the streak for like the longest amount of games. Well, apparently, according to Max Kellerman, he's the most clutch quarterback in NFL history. Do you know who Max Kellerman's a fan of? The Giants. All right, then. But I'm just saying. That's my whole point. That's like me saying, oh, Sam Donald's going to be fine next year. He, used this, he brought somebody up and they pulled his analytics and apparently he's like the most clutch quarterback ever. Yeah, they were. They had a big argument over who should get in over him or Big Ben. And I was like, that's insane. Big Ben should get in over like, all Big of ben them. Big Ben never lost, had a losing season his he's entire career. multiple Super Bowls, never had a losing season. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Big Ben's had all pro seasons. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either. You got to think. He had Brady the whole time or Peyton Manning. That's true. He had no chance. That's my point. Like, <laughs> but because he's got the two Super Bowls, everybody's like, "Oh, he deserves to be in." Let me see, Ben Roethlisberger. Like it, it drives me insane that we want to have this dude's resume, like this dude's career, all pro already written up, but like he's not done playing. Let's see. I just, I, I don't know. Like I said, the the whole argument that I saw them making kind of aggravated me because that's all i kept thinking in my head was can we let this dude retire before we start judging his entire career like the dude finally played on a on a so big roethlisberger has never team. made first team all pro. exactly like i said he wasn't gonna with peyton manning and tom brady and then it's not like when peyton manning left the colts he didn't go to the nfc he stayed in the afc in his first year with the broncos he went ham i wonder if he's been two second team all pro and then his second year with the Broncos, he was awful, but he won the Super Bowl his second year. And the first year when he was on fire, he got smacked by the Seattle Seahawks. So, Big Ben is two-time champ, offensive rookie of the year, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time passing yards leader. And and those and, and those it. years he was the passing yards leader, if you remember, that's when like they weren't even that good. They were like 2014, barely getting by. 2018. Right, that's what I'm saying. That was towards Man, like the end years of the, ago? Steelers, the Steelers' run. Yeah, you don't remember we had that conversation because he was. I'm pretty sure he led the league in picks that year too. I don't. I mean, I don't remember because that was the year he like threw a shit ton of passes. Oh, because they was had that like the zero year? running. Was that, that was like the year Bell didn't play. Was that the year? I think Dak brings it up all the time. They played the Jaguars and he throws. He threw five picks. Maybe I don't know. And because Dak's always like, uh, yeah, ever since he threw that five picks against the Jaguars, his career's just been shits. But that yeah. So I here's another one. Drew Brees. Okay, but the thing about Drew Brees is because of the... Look, Richard Sherman, because of longevity, he doesn't deserve to get in. Drew Brees played so long. That's why he got all these records. That's not true. It's a stupid argument. That's my point. It's a dumb argument. He's first-team All-Pro, man. Just saying. Seven-time passing yard leader. Yeah. Two-time passer rating leader. Four-time passing touchdown leader. 
Six time completion percentage leader. I don't even know why you fe- you just wanted to talk. Four about Four times. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody was arguing that he shouldn't be in. He's a first ballot. We all yeah. know that. First ballot. But this is my thing. Did Dan Marino deserve to go to the Hall of Fame? He was one. So I was re- when I was reading up on the shit about the All Pros. Dan Marino is one of two quarterbacks who don't have a Super Bowl ring. I think. Right, but the thing was, it was like him Dan and Jim Marino, Kelly. But the thing was, is that Dan Marino played the quarterback position like today's era with the numbers he was putting up. That's right. why he got voted in. Because at that time, what he was doing was unheard of. And he's been in the Super Bowl, so it's not like you never at least right. Made it was, it. But this is—it's funny that we brought him up because there's a guy I wanted to discuss with Joe Burrow. Everybody's saying he's like Montana or Namath. I think he might be the next Dan Marino. Because, I mean, he gets to the Super Bowl. The same thing happened with Marino. Gets to the Super Bowl very, very early in his career. Offense looks amazing. They're going crazy. Like, they they said when the – I don't know the Dolphins receivers back then, but I've heard a lot of stories about how, like, these guys were, like, at their time, possibly the greatest wide receiver duo ever. And, I mean, we look at the Bengals' weapons, what they've got, and then what happened? Marino had to get paid, and they never were able to put a defense on the same team as him. And they never made it back. Now, the good thing is, is a lot of their players are on their rookie contracts still. Right. So they have a shit ton of cap room still. So they can they can easily reload and try to make a run next year. But the problem is, dude, the AFC is freaking stacked this year. Like, yeah, you don't it's wanna, insane. You don't want to be a quarterback. In the, like, so in you've the got AFC. the Bengals who just made it. Obviously, you still got the Chiefs. You got the Bills now. You still got the Ravens in the same division as you. If the Browns, if Baker Mayfield comes back and is at least a competent quarterback, or if they somehow upgrade a QB, the Browns are back. You can't sleep on the Titans still. If the Colts find a quarterback, we know they got everything else around them. I mean, the Chargers are still lurking. If Rodgers goes to Denver, like the AFC is insane. I, I like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, well, I don't. I mean. Now, I won't count the Rodgers thing because it hasn't happened, but just all these other yeah, the young chance, QBs in the AFC is nuts. I mean, he's 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 going to have to go through Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. At and least, then he's got to compete for his once. division every year with the Ravens because, you know, they're not going to West. They just all were hurt this year. Right. Even know. though, speaking of the Ravens, they lose in Hollywood Brown because he wants to go play video games for a living. I mean, that's not confirmed I'm mad yet. at him. If that's, he does not, it, that's not confirmed, but it's, 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 it's happening. It's a pretty weird thing. All I know is... Rashad Bateman's stock yeah. just fucking Yeah, when we get to fantasy skyrocketed, season, we'll see bro. what we got. And you know whose roster he's on? He's on mine. You ain't going to keep him, so it don't matter. Well, that's the thing that sucks. It's like... You can't. I can't keep him. You I'm ain't going to keep him. Keeping him over Jetta or Jamar, and that's just saying... And you can't Speaking trade him way, unless you bring a keeper in. The craziest part... I just remember all preseason, it was Jamar can't catch the football. Well, yeah, you don't remember. They were like, it's too big Jamar for can't him. Catch He's a football. used to the college balls. And he had probably the greatest rookie receiving no, he season. He, had, he, he broke records. In NFL history. And Joe Fel- single-handedly won me a fantasy championship. In one week. Because of one week. 77 points. Yeah, that's a receiver record. I went check. No receiver had ever scored that much in my league. You got me the bag. But anyways... Yeah, so the Bengals obviously road to the Super Bowl is going to be rough. So there's, I hate to say it, but I hope it's not true because obviously we root for Burrow. But once they get rid of Eli Apple, hopefully they go back. Well, speaking of Burrow, look, I understand 
we we we've down here. We LSU fans. We like LSU players. But I'm hearing a lot of y'all refer to the Bengals as we. Oh, that ain't me. As, as we we will be back. We still we straight. What are you what are you doing? I saw I'm like, all of a sudden everyone's a fucking Bengals fan. Dude, if the Bengals wouldn't have went on this miraculous right. run they went on this year, nobody would have even cared. Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I wanted the Bengals to win just because it was Burrow, but and like all it, of a sudden everyone's a fucking Bengals wait, fan. You know Everybody's got me, Bengals jerseys. You know it makes on. me laugh for years. Oh, they just want to be us with who day. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then I see people going, Who day? Who yeah, day? Like, and I'm like, y'all some shit. Who was who was we? Man. Go take that shit somewhere else. It's the but, who that it's the who that nation. But man. speaking of the Bengals, it's crazy that they went from worst in their division to the Super Bowl. So I had a little thing that I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, we were shitting you. on them in the earlier in the season. Oh, I mean, look, I had them at six or seven wins. I think but I had them at like four. I, no, I had. I, I think I had them, the most. I didn't. I don't think I had them at seven, but I think I had them at six. But to uh, to do something to just talk a little more NFL, I had went and thought about it, and I said, you know what? I wanted to look this up. So I'm going to give you the teams who finished worst in their divisions. And you tell me which one you think has a realistic chance of actually being first this year right. in their division. Let's we got we got to let's use a different word. Let's not use realistic because they might have been who's most out of all of these teams who has the best chance. What's we'll realistic? Say no, it, it, they just because they have the best chance doesn't mean they I can say, realistically become. Because if I say the Jets, we know they're not going to win their division, right? But <laughs> if all these teams who finished last in the division fucking suck, but like not true. Did you know the Ravens finished last in their division? Yeah, I think they realistically have a chance to finish first next year. No, are you kidding me? They've been the best team in the division for the last two or three years. This year they had so many injuries. Lamar Jackson sucks. Yeah, okay. I bet. He's so awful, he's just won an MVP, that's all. God, I wish I wish I had a shitty QB who could win an MVP. I mean, we have a, we had a quarterback who never won an MVP. Right, that's my point. Oh, well, Lamar Jackson's better than but, Drew now, huh? But uh, Carolina's had an MVP quarterback before. <laughs> all right, the Jags. I mean, by default, it's going to be the fucking Ravens. Well, no, I'm not saying you have to pick one team. I'm just no. going by each division. Like, the Jags finished last. I don't think they'll finish first. They got too much to address. Like, they, they, all, dude, all kind of people now are like, oh, the Jags might be the next Bengals. They, they might all of a sudden make the playoffs next year. And I'm like, no, they're not. They, they suck. Can, they, they can take a step in the right direction. Well, yeah, for they sure. went, they're 3 and 14. Because if they mean, can't take a step forward, they well, are. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying, I mean, the, the, they got the Texans, the Colts, the Titans. Right, but I still I mean, don't see them. Like, at best, I see them as the third best team in that division next year. Right. Yeah. Maybe six or seven wins. Sorry, Ep. Y'all still got a lot to address. But Urban Meyer's going, so that's always a plus. Now, this is another one that all – the caveat is who they get at quarterback, the Denver Broncos. They get Aaron Rodgers, they might take the division. But their division is just so damn tough right. that it's such a hard thing. This one's – Still, like you think no, but because of the division, the Giants. It's like you would think no, they can't do it, but right. they do have two top, two draft picks in the top eight. If they wanted to flip those yeah, for something, I I read the report that they considering taking a quarterback to give Daniel Jones some competition. Yeah, they're idiots. 
Why would you waste the top 10 draft pick to give your quarterback competition? They're idiots. Both their picks should be O-linemen, in my opinion, unless one of those fired pass rushers drops. Now, the next one, this one's all about if Aaron Rodgers leaves. The Detroit Lions, who you had as a division winner this year if Rodgers didn't play. So I'm assuming you would take them again next year. I mean, not if fucking Deshaun Watson goes to Minnesota. Well, that's not happening yet. (laughs) Now, this one I can't see happening either. Seattle. The NFC West is just too ridiculous. It's just, even if Russ stays, there's just too many things they got to address. And the other three teams are all, like, playoff teams right now. Yeah. So, I don't, I couldn't see them. Now, we get to the NFC South. If Carolina finds a quarterback... They definitely have a realistic chance to win a division because of how bad the division looks like it's going to be. If we keep Sam Darnold, we still might win it at seven wins because <laughs> of how bad the division is. I'm pretty sure y'all are the last team to win the division at seven wins. Yeah, seven, y'all eight, won and one. seven eight, and one. Yeah, we're the last team. I think we're the only team in NFC South history to win a division yeah. by losing record. That just tells you how bad the division was that year. That was one of y'all three, seven, and nine years. So it's, I don't look. I'm not getting my. This is let me let me address this too about the Panthers with Matt Rule. His seat is not just hot right now. So they've got the match with the Cody match box ready to light. Finally it. acknowledging no, 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 that no, no, the no, seat no, no. is now I've blazing. Said, I've never said that it wasn't hot. Dude's only gotten five wins back to back years. I just, I've always been on the record since we hired him saying what, three years. By the third year, if we not a playoff team. Well, apparently fucking whatever Jay-Z got took seven years. That's what Matt Rule said, so you got I, seven years to do it. Yeah, they gave him a contract. I don't give a shit how long the contract on that line says. The owner, <laughs> Our owner is the second richest owner in the league. He will pay that contract to get Matt Rule out of there because he's already said he wants to win. Like That owner has already come out and said like his main goal is to have a winning football I team. I can't tell. Well, because we haven't been able to hit on the QB, which we're trying and we're swinging and missing horribly. Well, y'all going to miss the game this year because you so, going to have Sam Darnold. Well, we don't know what's going to happen yet. You never know. Son, ain't nobody about to take, ain't nobody about to pay Sam Darnold $18 million but Carolina. We ain't got to get rid of him. We can still bring somebody else in. And y'all still going to be paying him $18 million. Okay, pay him $18 million to sit on the bench <laughs> and watch the game. If we got the cap room, do it. The rest of everything else around him besides the whole line is straight. If the running back stays healthy, you got an all-world running back. There's no, I don't believe it. I think you got a good receiving core. I think Matt Rule's. We, we know I, the defense is nice. I mean, I got. I mean, I don't really know much about Matt Rule, but so everything that I read about him. Yeah, but you I, read I, you read all the Panthers hate people that are hating on. Everyone's him. like, I mean, Matt Ryan, I, Matt Rule's ego is too big. He's gonna have to figure out like he he gonna prove he gonna have to prove everyone how he's right about Sam Darnold. Okay, well guess what? If he does that, he's gonna be back in college next year. So that's <laughs> fine if he wants to try to do that. That's the thing. I'm not like obsessed with having Matt Rule as our coach, but I give him his credit. At Temple, third year they were a great football team. Baylor, third year they were competing for that playoff spot. This is year three. I've said it from day one since we hired him. I said, every to me, every rookie head coach should get a minimum of three years. Unless there's some crazy nonsense like Urban Meyer going on. Unless you're David Cully. Like, he should have got at least another year. That's my point. The team liked playing for him. It wasn't his fault he ain't have shit to work with. Right. 
Like, you had Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills as your QBs all year. I mean, of course you didn't win a lot of games. And Davis Mills had some promising games. That's why they probably would have trade Watson. We haven't recorded since they named Dennis Allen the coach, huh? This is our first podcast, our first episode since they named Dennis Allen? I think either the day of or after. But but let me, because let, no, me, let, me last let me finish week, this yeah, real okay. quick about Matt Rule. So, like I said, this year to me, I'm, the only excuse I would give him is if we had some catastrophic injuries to where, like, no coach like is going to win. CMC gets hurt again? CMC gets hurt. DJ Moore misses games. Freaking our O-line keeps scrambling like normal. Uh, Brian Burns misses games. Like, shit like that. Other than that, you got to at least get eight or nine wins. You have to. And I still would say eight wins might get you fired. Now, what if you get seven? Depends on the division. What if you get seven and they... What if you get six and they keep them? No, six? Hell no. We won five games the last two years, which I'm supposed to be happy about winning one more game. No. You got to at least be around... Like, because you can't be And then you got to think you, you won can't five be games. You can't be 500 no more. You got to at least be around. I mean, I, technic- technically, technically, he had a worse season last year because he got the extra game and he didn't improve he wins. Like I said. So technically, you took a step in the wrong direction. I mean, it doesn't. You had one more loss. But my point is, third year, I want eight or nine wins, and I'll say maybe your job should be safe. Now, if you get double-digit wins no matter what, your job's safe, in my opinion. What if What if you get seven wins, but you won a division? Well, like I said, that'd be different because you won a division. Cause, cause at, what if you get seven, seven wins, you, you win a division, but you get blown out in the playoffs? I still would say he might be safe. It depends. <laughs> it's just because if you win a division, it's hard to get rid of you. At least you won. Because if you win a division, odds are you won a lot of division games. So, I mean, if that's the case, the first goal of every team is to win your division. Right. After that, you're in the playoffs and you know anything can happen. Look at the Bengals. So, I'm going to say it one last time. Eight or nine wins, competing for now. If we're this is another thing. If we're like eight or nine wins, and we're competing for a playoff spot like the whole season, and we like just miss out by like some crazy tiebreaker, I'd still say his job might be safe. Because you can't. I mean, obviously you got to win the games, but right. those tiebreakers is always up in the air. You can't control what the other teams did against other NFC teams. And that's the last thing I'll say about it. I don't think we recorded since they because I think last week we were talking about the Flores, the Flores, which and, he added Houston to his lawsuit, and we named and we named the coaches who had been hired, and I'm pretty sure. So yeah, so this is the first we're talking about Dennis Allen. I know you don't like it. I don't dislike it, but I know you don't like it. I don't look. Dennis Allen is more deserving, more than deserving of the job. I mean, the, the the job he's done on our defense since he's taken over has been nothing short of spectacular. And you're about to get Jay Gruden. But, like I said, he deserves the opportunity, but he just ain't the guy that I wanted. Like, So he did come out and say, though, that he's going to continue to call the defensive plays. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. But, like, who who's going to call the offensive that's plays? That's what they're trying to figure out right now. And who's going to call who's gonna call the offensive plays? Who's going to develop my quarterback? What quarterback? Well, I'm just saying, whoever my quarterback is, who's going to develop him? Speaking of, Todd McShay. I don't know if you saw saw it. Corral? Matt Corral from From Ole Ole Miss. Miss. The third QB off the board. He had the Washington Commanders 
taking uh, Pickett at 11. And he had the Steelers trading up to get uh, Malik Willis. And then he had the right. Saints sitting where they had at 18, taking Matt Corral. This is what I will say. I don't want Pete Carmichael calling the plays. I know everyone's going to be like, but Pete Carmichael was the offensive coordinator for Sean Payton for 70 fucking years. Pete Carmichael's going to try too hard to be Sean Payton. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna try to if, run the offense to And if him. I want to run Sean Payton's system, I want fucking Sean Payton calling the plays. I don't to, want somebody else calling Pete, Sean Payton's plays. If Pete plays. Carmichael's the offensive coordinator, I think that solidifies Taysom Hill might be the starter for week one. Yeah. I don't want that. Now, we bring in Doug Marone. Who was the offensive coordinator in 2006 under but Sean he's Payton? He's more of an offensive line coach. Right. He's not coming in to do that. But the problem I have with that is Dennis Allen is bringing in people he's familiar with. This John Morton guy, he was the receivers coach for yeah. us a few years ago. These are these are guys who have been with the staff, are no longer with the and staff, then the, 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 and they're the, friends. The linebackers coach for yeah. the Chargers too. They were talking about they're bringing friends, in. and he, it's like the good old boys, like bringing in the good old boys because I'm familiar. It's it's Adam like Sandler's movies all over yeah. again. I mean, I don't like that shit. Like, but now of, he's doing it his way. I'm gonna give him a chance. Now, what's gonna be the the the, the make or break for me is who's calling the fucking plays. I sort of got. If Jay Gruden come in this bitch and start calling Jay, these plays, bro, if y'all, if, if y'all, look, just know if the Saints pick up Jay Gruden, y'all better not try to roast us for getting freaking McAdoo anymore, son. <laughs> son. If Jay Gruden calling my fucking plays, bro, <laughs> we're gonna have a problem. I might run up. I might run up to the practice facility tomorrow. Yeah, but I mean, I was. Matter of fact, I would rather Dennis Allen calling the plays than Jake Gruden. Jake know. Gruden, like for real? I, I I can't speak on him as an old coordinator. Like we got less on offense than Jake Gruden had in Washington. Yeah, I don't know about that. At least he had a quarterback over there. Who? Alex Smith? Yeah. I mean. At that time, Alex Smith was at the end of his career. He's better than what we got. Well, yeah, on the roster. I mean, that's not much. That's not saying much. There's about 20-something teams who have better QBs Jay than the Gruden. Saints right now. Jay Gruden? That's who you're in? Jay Gruden. Well, I mean, Slim Pickens right John now. John Gruden's brother. Slim Pickens right now. You did. You tried to get Bien-Ami, and he hasn't committed. You interviewed Eric Bien-Ami for 39 hours. He might not Just have. to hire Dennis Allen. And that's why it took so long. Every time he was probably like, they were probably like, Eric, let us sell you on this team. You know, you're from here. Well, I bet you what they're doing. We've been, hold on, hold on. We've been relevant recently, blah, blah, blah. Well, who's my quarterback? Well, we'll, no. get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, you know, you're like I said, you're the hometown guy. We want you here. If Dennis Allen doesn't pan me, out, you'll be in line for the next head coach job, Eric Bieniemy. But who's the quarterback? Part of me. Now, this is just spec, pure speculation. Part of me thinks... Part of that interview was the OC interview because his contract's up in Kansas City. And I think maybe if he got the opportunity to take full command of the offense, he, that would be something he was interested in. So hopefully they left the door open to bring him in as the OC. Now. Which I would, if, if, if Dennis Allen brings Eric Bienemy on as the OC, I'll be happy. Because that's all I wanted from the get go is Eric Bienemy, someone to call my plays. With a fresh, fresh new looking offense and develop my quarterback, whoever now, that's going to be. Now a little bit of a conspiracy, kind of. I say conspiracy. It's not really a conspiracy, but history has a way of repeating itself, right? Do you remember? Do 
Do you know when Dennis Allen was the coach of the Raiders, who the quarterback he drafted was? Derek Carr. You know there's a guy this year in the draft that a lot of people are comparing to Derek Carr. Who? Kenny Pickett. No. Does Dennis Allen push for the Saints to try to trade up to draft Kenny Pickett because he has a lot of the same traits as Derek Carr did coming out of college? Well, I think... Which... I mean, if we don't go free agent, free agency... Well, I, I mean, don't look, know we, what we, free agent quarterbacks well, we got. Both but agree, like, we've both agreed the most, the best realistic option is to bring Winston back. Yeah. yeah. And when I say best realistic option, if, that's because Rodgers and yeah. Wilson don't count. I think if we don't bring Winston back, they they address it in a draft. Now, honestly, honestly, I I love Winston. I want us to address it in the draft, first round. We ain't drafted a quarterback in the first round my whole fucking life. Yeah. I wanted us to drive a quarterback in the first round. Well, that, that's that's like when I saw Pickett. Like, Car- <laughs> like when I saw they were saying Carolina's and like loves Pickett. That was the first thing I said was like, it's not that I don't want that I don't like Pickett, but I don't like him at six. I feel that there's so many good players yeah, that would be there at six. Like right at eighteen, but he's not like, dropping to eighteen. Though. Yeah, well, that's I don't think he's gonna drop. I, I, somebody's going to reach in the top 10 for a quarterback. It happens every year. Right. They keep trying to say, oh, nobody's going to take... Somebody is either going to trade up or somebody's going to take them. It might be Carolina. Well, that's Who why what they're saying, like, the quarterback class isn't that good, but they're going to go early because teams just want their fucking quarterback. Well, yeah, because if you just hit on a guy that happens to pan out... Right. I mean, Mac Jones was the fifth QB draft, and he's the only one that made it to the playoffs. Granted, he was on the best team out of all the rookie quarterbacks besides Trey Lance, but he didn't play. So, but switching over to sports that are going on right now, let's let's talk about the Pelicans and this C.J. McCollum trade that happened because we haven't been able to talk since the trade happened on this podcast. Now, anyone who talks to me about it or has followed me on Twitter has seen that I am not a fan of this trade. And let me be very clear on the reasons why because it seems that people aren't understanding like my uncle's in them. Because <laughs> they're in the group text when C.J. McCollum was having a good game, and they're like, God, he's playing so good. And then Kevin's like, yeah, well, the only person in here who doesn't think he's good is Cody. And I'm like, I never said the dude wasn't good. <laughs> like, y'all are twisting. Like, that's, that's the thing with people. Like, so let me be very clear. My whole stance was, one, obviously I never wanted to lose Josh Hart. Josh Hart and C.J. McCollum, they, they tried to ask me. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> I fucked in so... Justin, the Raiders fan, mm-hmm. is just eating all this shit up. Oh, yeah, by Jay Gruden and everything. Because I quoted it on Twitter, and he's like, just, just keeps getting better and better. Because when we hired Doug Marone, I was just like, what are we fucking doing? And Justin's like, ha, ha, have fun next year. All right, proceed. What the hell? See, all right, hold on. See, this is, speaking of these morons and these group texts, somebody, one of my, the dude's my cousin, but he's basically like an uncle but with the age gap. Yeah. The situation, while the situation is different from Watson's legal issues, Saints could probably take a similar approach with Kamara and just suspend him the whole year or week to week, healthy and active after the league imposed suspension. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want it to happen, but the Saints probably have grounds to suspend him for conduct detrimental to the team, which would void all his guaranteed money. I'm just saying. They're not going to do that, though. I don't think they would they're do that gonna either. They're not going to go, because then that's going to start to open a can of, yeah. of worms. Then that's, nobody's going to want to come here. Yeah, they're not going yeah. to do that. But anyway, let's get back to this. So Josh Hart, I didn't want to lose him. I was also asked, 
well, who's better, Josh Hart or CJ McCollum? And I was like, they're two different players. You can't compare them. I was like, CJ McCollum is obviously a better scorer and a better shooter, but that's it. Right. Josh Hart does everything else better. Now, CJ McCollum might drive better and finish better. I'll give him that, but that goes into the scoring category. Josh Hart rebounds better. Josh Hart can set up players just as good as McCollum can. Neither one of them are like a point guard, basically. Like, they're both off-ball guys who can set up other people. Josh Hart 110% defends better. There's no question about that one. Like I, And the thing I loved about Josh Hart, no pun intended, he was the heart of this team, in my opinion. Like, he was the glue that helped it stick. Right. Because he did all the extra dirty, you know, not uh, dirty as in, like, not being a dirty player, but, like, yeah, the hustle nah, stuff yeah. that people don't want to do. Right. All right. So that's the first thing. I didn't want to lose Hart. Second thing. McCollum's not young. He's not He's not old as hell, but I mean... How old was Hart? Hart's our age. Oh, shit. Yeah, Hart's only like 26, 27 years old. He's in his prime right now. Right. McCollum's only going to get worse. He's not going to get better. And that was another thing. Now, I threw the injury thing out there. This year... I say, we'll it was a collapsed lung. But last year, he missed a lot of games. So this... I'm just saying, there's an asterisk this year, but he's missing... It's two years in a row, he's missed right. games. My final stance about it was I didn't see the trade as something that was going to make us that much of a better team. And since we've made the trade, McCollum has had three good games and one bad game. We're one in three, and the bad game is the game we won. (laughs) So, like, that was my whole point. Like, I didn't think he was somebody that we were going to bring in that was going to, like, make us that much of a better team. And guess what? Portland ain't lost a game since the trade. You can say it's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. But the facts are the facts. Portland has not. Portland is 3-0 since the trade. The Pels are 1-3. And, and the one game we won was the one where we smashed the Raptors. And we smashed them, boys. So, too. no, I lied. I lied. McCollum played good that game. So, the, the, one game, the one bad game he had, we did lose. And he played. So, that's, that, whole, that game, though, I watched that game. The ball movement was insane. Everybody was scoring like they were. They looked like the Globetrotters. They really did. But then you go and play Memphis without Ja. Yeah, when I saw Ja wasn't playing, I was like, "Oh, we got that in the bag." And all of a sudden, we turned into an ISO team where everybody was trying to create their own shot. Yeah, when I saw that Ja wasn't playing, I was like, "Oh, that's a dub." And this is another thing. You shouldn't have traded Hart. You should have got rid of Devontae Graham's ass instead. Dude, people been fucking. Going ham on Devontae Graham. His last 10 games, he's averaging nine points, like three assists, and like two rebounds, and he's shooting like 30% from the field and like 20 from three. (laughs) I saw a tweet that said, uh, please don't let Devontae Graham's play bring all the Lonzo stands back. (laughs) Well, you know me. You know me. I've I've been... been, uh, I've always supported Lonzo. Now, speaking of Lonzo, I will say he's injury prone. He hasn't played in a while this year. I went, look, the most games he played was like 63, and that was the year that they had the COVID stuff going on where it was only like a 70-something uh, game season. Yeah. Other than that, he's he's never played more than like 55 games out of 82. So I I will say they didn't pay him, which was smart because he is injury prone. But well, staying on this Pelicans talk, again, McCollum's not making us that much better of a team. Which is why I did not want the trade. And that's another thing. His cap hit is insane. The dude's getting $30 million this year. 
And next year it goes to 33, and the year after that it goes to like 35. Yeah, I think we got kicked out of the play-in. As the Spurs are playing good right now, and Portland's playing good right now. That's the th- <laughs> dude. That's going to be the caveat. If Portland gets in over us after this trade, I don't want to hear an effing thing from anybody about we won the trade. No, the hell we didn't. If they made the playoffs and we didn't, right. and we were ahead of them before the trade, we did not win the trade. Right. And then people are like, well, Zion's not playing. And I'm, well, like, <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell does Portland have? Speaking of fucking Zion, it looks like we're like, getting Zion back point. either. Dame ain't playing, but they still winning somehow. Fucking Zion, huh? Yeah, if he gets that second surgery, bro, that... Another, that's another thing I've been correct on. You, you, my witness. I got a few, only a few guys who's known since before the draft ever happened. I want a job over Zion. Everybody's probably like, "Yeah, he says that now." I don't care what they think. Y'all know before that draft, I was like, "Bro, I want Ja. Bro, I want Ja. It's a point guard driven league. I want Ja." Now that I know the Zion crap was gonna happen, say, obviously not. It was like a generational, once-in-a-lifetime prospect. I get it. That's why I I, under, I even said, I was like, they're going to take Zion. I said, but to me, the league, the way the league is now, you need that floor general, all-world guard, point guard to run the offense because that's just how the league is We now. were supposed to do point Zion. Which was never going to work because he's as fat as us. Well, you've been losing fat weight. I'm still bitch. fat. Yeah, I've got meal prepping right now. Got the fucking chicken in the crock pot with the but, brown rice. But, yeah, I... <sighs> fucking Zion. I, like, what are you doing, I, man? This is what's gonna... You know what's gonna happen, right? He's gonna be hurt. He's gonna barely ever play for us. All of a sudden, it's gonna be contract negotiation time. He's gonna be like, I don't wanna play here. Trade me. We're gonna, gonna, gonna trade go him. He's gonna be the fucking best player wherever, in the league. And wherever he goes, he's gonna look like freaking Thanos from the Avengers all of a sudden. <laughs> and he's gonna be averaging like 30 and 15. <laughs> fucking man this fucking asshole dude fucking pussy dude like it, it drives me insane you fucking fat bitch like i i just it, i don't get it like this this is what i would this is what i meant when i told brent we do the same shit every like fucking five or ten years it seems we draft some some great talent player Who's one of the best, you know, up and coming players? It seems like they don't want to be here. They get the injury prone. One of the two, they demand a trade and they're gone. Happened with Chris Paul. Happened with Anthony Davis, and it's gonna happen with Zion. And it's just like it's a downhill spiral. All now, I'm saying, Zion, if you get this second surgery, you can fucking pack your bags, man. Sell your house, move to New York. Griff's never gonna trade him. Go, go wherever the fuck you want to go. But Griff get ain't gonna trade him. Get your fat ass out of here. Griff ain't gonna trade him because he knows that's his best chance to have. We a don't want no fat bitch in New season. Orleans, all right? If Griff trades him, he's probably not gonna have a job the next year because well, they're gonna want to restart. Well, Griff can go with him too. We're not, I, I agree. Matter of fact, Griff. I will a, say, I will matter of fact, Griff a fat bitch too, just like I will Zion. Say, Griff finally did something right by drafting Herb Jones. He got lucky with that one. Yeah, well, he's still a fat bitch. Because if if we don't draft Herb Jones. Griff's track history with draft picks is awful. Najee Marshall, our first round pick, barely plays, but our second round pick is a starter right now. <laughs> and then you look at Naw, that didn't work out. Kyra Lewis hasn't worked out. Well, he got hurt. Even when he was healthy, he wasn't playing like right. nothing special. Like he wasn't a guy that I trusted on the court. 
Now, the tra- now bringing in Garrett Temple, I don't understand why he keeps playing. He's not good. You tried Devontae Graham. That looked like it was okay. Now it's looking like it's awful. The Jackson Hayes is showing a little promise, but everybody's got to stop with the... Remember, he's Kevin Garnett when he's at the four. Dude, the thing is, this is... And he's Kendrick me. Perkins when he's at the five. When Jackson Hayes is playing at the four, to me, he's like a poor man's Blake Griffin. That's my comparison for him. Very athletic, run-the-floor dunker who's like sort of got a shot, not you know, not consistent, but right. like he can shoot the ball. So, yeah, they, they got to stop with it. And that's another thing that pisses me off. Well, if Jackson Hayes is so goddamn good at the four, why the hell we need Zion? Because <laughs> Zion can run the five. No, with Val? Hell no. We ain't, letting, we ain't benching Val. Well, we'll put we'll put Jackson at the three. Yeah, hell no. If dude, that's I saw some, bro. All right, so <laughs> I, I like that dude from that Pelicans podcast that I be messing with all the time. Yeah, we'll put we'll bruh, put. I got it bruh, all figured out, bro. We put we put. I saw Bi his, runs the point. No, no, his thing was he had he said he said we put Bi at the one. Herb, this is before the McCollum trade. Bi at the one. Herb at the two. Zion at the three, Hayes at the four, Val at the five. Think about all that length. And I'm like, what the hell is that going to do? I'm like, four of them don't play defense. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not Zion. No, and Jackson Hayes. That bitch breathing heavy was running up the court. I like Val, but he can't guard the pick and roll to save his life because he's just too slow. Fucking foot soreness. What is foot soreness? My fucking foot is sore. My back's always sore, but you see me still having to go to work. Ah, dude, you fat bitch, man. But I did want to address one more thing with the NBA because this also happened and broke the NBA world. That Harden and Ben Simmons trade. Who do you think won? What team? The fucking Nets. I think the Nets won easily, too. Yeah. Because all the 76ers got was Harden, and the Nets gained Drummond, who helps them with a big that they need. You got Seth Curry. Seth Curry, who they needed another they shooter. They Patty Mills, too. Well, they already had Patty Mills. Yeah. And then obviously Ben Simmons. I mean, for one, you got a point guard for when Kyrie can't play because he ain't vaccinated. Well, this is the thing. They said that uh, even when Kyrie can't play, expect Simmons to still play the four, and they're going to slide KD to the three. And I also saw in closing games... Well, didn't... Hold on. I saw in closing games, Simmons might be playing the five. I, I, saw, I mean, I don't know if it's real or not, but I saw some quotes saying, why the fuck am I going to play the five? I'm a point guard. It's probably fake, yeah. but if you put, I did see like they had a picture of him, and if it's he like played that. the five though. Think about the mismatches you would have. Oh yeah, because who's the other center? Who's the center on the other team go guard? If KD's your four and Simmons your five, obviously that means you're gonna have perimeter guys at the one, two, and three. The other teams would have to seriously think about benching their centers. Like honestly, and the fast break would be insane. Like, I think James Harden is the issue. So that's another thing what? I wanted to get. I, I said that the other day. You I said he's your, starting to get on my damn nerves. You forced your way out of Oklahoma City. So the Oklahoma City thing started because he didn't want to be off the bench. Right. And he wanted to get paid like a starter, and they weren't going to pay him like a starter. Right. So then he goes to Houston, gets his own team. Chris Paul goes there with him. We both know from New Orleans, Chris Paul's a dog. This right. is after Chris Paul played well, with Well, we Los said Angeles. that when Chris Paul went there. It was like, well, both of these dudes handled the ball. How is that yeah. going to work? Yeah, so... Chris Paul goes there. Them two don't mesh. Harden, for, Harden basically makes the Rockets trade Chris Paul. Dwight Howard comes. He ma- Dwight Howard don't work out. He makes the Rockets trade Dwight Howard. Russell Westbrook comes in. 
Second time he's played with Russell Westbrook. You should have some chemistry from playing together the first time. Doesn't doesn't mesh well with Russell Westbrook. Demands that Russell Westbrook gets uh, traded. They wouldn't trade Westbrook. Then he gets traded. He goes to the Nets. Plays with Kyrie and Durant. Kyrie's had all this vaccination crap going on, which is stupid in my opinion. Like, you should be allowed to play. I, it's, so ins- it's so ignorant to me. You know, this is the craziest part about it. In California, the home team has to be vaccinated, but the away team it's the doesn't. Thing. It's the same thing with Brooklyn. Really? Yeah, any road team that comes can play if they're not vaxxed. <laughs> but Kyrie can't. And this is another thing. If the Nets play the Raptors in the playoffs, Kyrie can't play one game. Yeah, because the Raptors in, in Toronto, they're not allowing anybody. Who's they're not in the fucking communist Canada. So literally, if if the Nets played the Raptors, Kyrie would not be able to play one playoff game. And it's stupid. It's like if he doesn't want to get vaxxed, he don't want to get vaxxed. Everybody has their own personal opinion on it. Like it, you shouldn't have to like that. You not, must be inoculated. It's retarded. So anyway, so then he's with Kyrie and Durant. They've only played sixteen games together in the one and a half years they were together. Like, all three of them on the court. That was it. They were 13-3. and three, And he's like, you know what? KD's hurt. This nonsense with Kyrie, I'm just, I don't want to deal with it no more. Forces a trade now. If this doesn't work with Embiid. It's him. I already think it's him, personally. Yeah. But if this doesn't work with Embiid, he's got, he, he's run out of excuses. Like, you don't have any even right well, now. Well, I saw it at a press conference. He was like, I just wanted to go to a team where people actually want to win. Right, and I'm like... And I'm like, so you're throwing shade at the fucking did, did Kyrie he for, Did he forget about Game 7 against the Warriors when he shot 2 of 13 from 3? I guess he didn't want to win. Right. And he was at home. Like, but this is... the And now I want to get to Ben Simmons. Because I think he's also a bitch with all this shit. You mean to tell me you... You didn't play for the 76ers this whole time. Now he said it was mental uh, health. You saw the conference then. Well, I didn't I didn't see it. I read about it. So he blamed it on mental health issues. He also came out and said, "Oh, well the team, this is before uh this season. I was having mental health issues uh last year in the playoffs and the team knew about it." 76ers came out immediately and said, "We were never told anything about mental health issues until recently." So somebody's lying. I'm not saying I believe either one. I think his mental health issues was he didn't he, want to play for Philadelphia, yeah, and, and now be, he's in Brooklyn, and now he wants to play it, basketball again. Because he again. choked, and the city of Philadelphia is brutal, right. and he couldn't take all the criticism. Right. So he goes to Brooklyn, where it's like, it's not, I mean, it's New York media, but you know, the Knicks are like the still the, the I don't know, the more popular team in New York, I guess you'd say, as far yeah. as media goes. And it's just... The dude's such a good player. Like, look, and I wanted to say this as somebody who had my own mental health issues and, you know, I went through whatever I went through. It's legit. It's real. But don't use it as an excuse for everything. Like, I could have threw that out there well, for every little thing going on. It's the easiest scapegoat. Right. And so, like I said, if he's had. Because it's you like, truly, once you say mental health issues, it's like, well, now if I be like, he's lying, now well, I look like a fucking asshole. Well, they, his, also in his press conference, he said. Well, it's, you know, it's something personal. It doesn't have to do with anybody else. It's just on me. And then he also contradicted himself later by saying, oh, there were things that were going on that caused me to start having mental health issues. So, like, that's when I was like, all right, this doesn't sound too legit to me. I'm telling you, his mental health issues was he didn't want to play for the 76ers. And now he no longer has mental health issues because he's in Brooklyn playing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Right. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's just gonna play. All of a sudden he's all of a sudden he's gonna he's play. Practicing. And wait, wait, that's another thing. He was like, 
you know, everybody should be excited that I'm even smiling up here on this press conference because of how bad it was affecting me and this and that. And I'm like, you smile like you ain't in Philly no more. Right. It's, I can't stand these babies. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I saw somebody say something because don't the Nets have Cam Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about LSU, LSU basketball in Brooklyn. And uh, somebody was like, you know, I get everybody wanting to support LSU players, but, like, Ben Simmons is probably, like, the one guy who played for LSU who, like, it was clear he, like, did not want to play for us. Well, this, this was the thing with the Ben Simmons to LSU thing. His uncle was on the staff. That's the whole reason he came to us. Because, I mean, if you remember, he's from Australia, technically. Yeah. Like, that's where his family was from. He played high school ball in Florida. But he's like he grew up in Australia, right? So he came to us literally because his uncle was on the staff. If you remember, he didn't want to. He was skipping once we started sucking. All of a sudden, he was skipping classes, wasn't going to school, and that's when like the NCAA was like, "Well, dude, if you're not doing good in your classes, you can't play in the tournament." Well, we went to the NIT. He was like, "I don't give a shit. I ain't worried about no damn NIT. I'm just trying to get to the league." Right. Like he he just completely didn't even care about the whole thing, which. If that's your mindset, that's your mindset. It is what it is. They didn't have the G League option like they do now. They didn't have the players, you know, endorsement deals like they do now. Right. So I don't blame him for just choosing to come here just to try to get to the league. But there's different ways to go about it. Right. So I I don't really have anything else to address. I think I kind of hit on everything I wanted. Yeah, I think we hit on a lot of shit. But I did want to close out. If you want to talk about some of these parlays we got, because you know, Louisiana sports betting is in full effect. We have both become victims to it. So I'm on a little streak right now. I've won four days in a row. I'm going for my fifth. And I've got three different parlays. One of them, I think, is an automatic lot to happen. And that one is this one. Cade Cunningham to get six assists. Jeremiah Grant to get six rebounds and Derek White to make three three pointers. And that is a plus 2,700 odds. I made a $10 wager to win 282 bucks. And before people get crazy, we are not big spenders over here. Right. We like to bet strategically. We're not like Brett the Jet, who everybody calls Boomtown Bretty. Because the dude freaking loves roulette and goes to Boomtown like every goddamn weekend. I have one par- I have one four leg parlay to plus eleven thirty odds. I got I took the under on DeMar DeRozan's points, thirty two and a half. Okay, that's not bad. I took the over on Mike Conley's points, twelve and a half. Also not bad. Took the Wizards to win and the Raptors to win. Who do the Wizards play? The Wizards play the Pacers. Ooh, that's a that's a toss up. Yeah. The Raptors play the Timberwolves. That's a toss-up as well. Well, that's why the odds are so good, probably. Yeah. Because it pays out, I bet 10 bucks. it pays out $123. Yeah, so <laughs> my next one is a four-leg one. I went Seth over 16 and a half points. I think that's a lock. I think he's getting 17 or more. I mean, they still got nobody else on the damn team to score. So Seth? He's, Seth. He's right. going to have to score at least 17. Right. I took Evan Fournier to get four rebounds. That one's the one where it was kind of like it could be hit or miss. I took Kemba to get four assists. It's very doable, but it's also he's had plenty of games where he gets one, two, or three assists. Right. 
And then the last one, we talked about the LSU boy. I made I took Cam Thomas to make two three pointers. That's it. Like I said, Nets got nobody else. Somebody's got to score. Right. So that was a. So who's playing for the Nets right now? <sighs> Jesus, it's easier to say who's not playing. So Kyrie and KD well, ain't playing right now. I don't know if it's a, a away game or not. Because I think if it's they away, play the Knicks, so it's in New York. Okay. Well, yeah, but I don't. I, I get. Yeah, he's not playing then. So that's what helps me with Cam Thomas and Seth. Durant's still not playing because he's not even going to be available for the All-Star game. So, like, your guards are pretty much like Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Cam Thomas, and, like, because um, Joe Harris is out, too. He's hurt. Oh, shit. I'm about to go take something on <laughs> Seth Curry, then, man. That's what I, I'm didn't realize, that, I wouldn't realize nobody was fucking playing. That's why I said 17 points to me is a lock. And then my last three-leg parlay I did – you know, this is a guy that I was screaming for the Pels to draft this year, but we had no chance. Josh Giddy, this is a tough one. He's got to score more than 20 points. It's a toss-up if he's going to do that or not. Because he has – this is the thing with Josh Giddy. He's going to fill the stat sheet because he's going to get his rebounds and assists, but there's games where he only scores like 11 or 12 points. He's like a a lesser version of Luka. Like he gets the triple – he. You remember that stat I sent you? Oh, the yeah. three, this Josh Giddy has the three youngest triple doubles in NBA history. And it's all him. The top three are all him. He's the like it's insane. And then I had Keldon Johnson to get four assists and Darius Basley to make three three pointers. Now this one had this one is my biggest odds. It's plus uh, four thousand, but. I told you earlier, I don't like having weird numbers in my account. I like having multiples of five because I like making $5 bets and $10 bets and $15 bets and stuff like that. Right. So I only bet a dollar sixty-nine to win 70 But I took big odds because it's like, screw it. I was only betting $1.69. So once again, y'all heard it here, though, from Mr. KP, my lock bet. It's Cade Cunningham, six assists. Grant, six rebounds. Derek White, three three-pointers. Lock it in. I will be sending screenshots later of me winning that bet. What's the bet? Cunningham gets six assists. Who's this? Cade Cunningham, the first pick of the draft this year. Who's he play for? Detroit. Detroit. Jeremiah Grant, also on Detroit. Six rebounds. Wait, He's their starting powerful. Don't, don't be going to cheat on my. Don't be no, going to take my we're bets. We're going to see. We're going to see. Don't be taking my bets. We're going to see. He said it's a lot. Let's do it. What's the well, lot? I already K- did it. Kate Cunningham, what? I already did it. So you're gonna you're gonna use my bet and I'm, go make I'm this bet, and you're gonna be drove when you lose. Uh, yeah, come on. But that's what your own it? money. I don't care. You wanna you wanna risk losing what is it? Money? Kate Cunningham, what? Six assists. Six assists. Let's see. So, Kate Cunningham, the over under on his assists on Caesars is four and a half. So I'm gonna take the take the over. Grant's getting six rebounds. Grant's getting that's Jamiri Grant, Jeremiah Grant, Jeremiah Grant. But if the, but he might get more than six. How many, obviously, how he many just rebounds has, is he getting? He has to get six. That's all I need. Over on down here's three and a half. I'm gonna take the over on that one. And then I think Derek White's making three three pointers. And Derek White's gonna make three three pointers. Yep. I'm gonna keep going down. Who? Derek White. He's on the Spurs. Oh, so it's different different game. No. it's... It's the same game. Oh, I got it. They play go. against each other. The Pistons play the Celtics. Well, it is a different game. <laughs> the Spurs play the Thunder. All right, let me go. 
We're gonna see if we're gonna we're gonna see if Cody's right. Because if Cody says it's a lock, then that means I'm locking in some money. So we're gonna see. So look, we're Kate, gonna see. Kate Cunningham gonna... averages five point one assists. All he's gotta do is give me six. So rebounds is who? Jeremiah Grant. Jeremiah Grant. And let's see, where's his uh I don't see him. Jeremiah Grant? Yeah. I forget what team he's on. Is it the Thunder? No. no. But Jeremiah, look, Cade Cunningham assists. You ready for this? Look up to see what team he's on. I can't search his right, name on. on the fucking sports Cade book. Cunningham's assists. You ready for this? In recent games. 10, 4, 8, 8, 5, 0, 4, 4, 5, 3. Eight, five, six, seven, seven. So he's always right around six. Right. But Jeremiah Grant, I th- think, I thought he was with uh, the Nuggets, if I'm not mistaken. The Nuggets. All right, let's see about the Nuggets. Nuggets. Where you at, Nuggets? But I know he's moved around a few. No, uh, he's with the Pistons. He's with the Pistons. Holy crap, Jeremiah Grant ain't even his first name. Wait, no, not him. It was Jeremiah Grant, Kate Cunningham, and who else? Derek White. Derek White. He's on the Spurs. On the Spurs. And I think he's going to have three three-pointers. You think he's going to have three three-pointers? Trust me, Nathan already texted me asking what he should bet on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just doing it out of fucking shits and giggles. Well, no, like... it's just funny. that Nathan, the dude, Nathan literally the last three days has copied at least one who, of my who's, bets. Who is this dude again? Derek White. Derek White, I don't fucking see him. He's the two guard for the freaking, uh, well, he's a point guard, but he basically plays the two. Oh, shit, he's on Boston now? <laughs> I'm saying. I didn't know he got traded. <laughs> I'm sitting here fucking looking for this dude. I have no idea Say, what the look, fuck bro, I don't, I don't pay attention to all the trades that happen. Uh, I just make my bets based well, off, I know who Jeremiah Grant is. Though. I mean, uh, Jeremiah Grant. I know who Derek White is, though. Derek White, how many three-pointers is he having? Three. Oh, so I'm taking over. You want me to give you his, uh... All right. All right. Betting $10. Let me find it. Pays out 60 So his recent games, you ready for this? This is this is two three-pointers, two three-pointers, zero, two, three, one, zero, three, three, one, zero, two, three, four, two, two. So that's why they have it set at three plus. All right, we're gonna see. We are going to see. They play the Poo Poo Pistons. All right, well that's it for this week. Y'all go follow us on Twitter at No Underscore Brainer Pod, and we'll see y'all next week.